Welcome to the Church Times podcast. Try 10 issues for £10 or two months access to our website and apps also for £10. Go to churchtimes.co.uk forward slash new hyphen reader. The long-awaited outcome of the Living in Love and Faith project was published on Monday with an invitation to the whole Church of England to immerse itself in a new learning process. The project was set up in 2017 by the House of Bishops in an attempt to break the deadlock in the Church over same-sex relationships. The committee behind the project has published what it calls a suite of resources, which includes videos, podcasts, an online learning hub for further reading, and a five-week course, which has been commended for study by parishes. Central to all these is a 480-page book, Living in Love and Faith, Christian Teaching and Learning about Identity, Sexuality, Relationships and Marriage, which contains a distillation of the project's findings. On this week's podcast, Church Times editor Paul Hanley interviews the chair of the project, the Bishop of Coventry, Christopher Coxworth. Read more about Living in Love and Faith in this week's paper and on our website, including a summary of the book, reactions from pressure groups in the church, and an assessment of what the next steps are. One of the the, uh, impressive things about the um, Living in Love and Faith book is that it records um, a huge range of opinions and views, uh, and it is very respectful of them all. Are there views that you haven't included? We really tried to to engage with a whole range of views. Um, so we've made every effort uh, to, um, uh, to, 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 to do that. Um, whether we behind have... my question, sorry, behind my question is the knowledge that it's in the expression of certain views that people become unsafe. They feel in, a, in an unsafe place if they hear either particular views or the way that those views are expressed. What's your answer to that? Well, that's why we've sought to frame the whole exercise uh, uh, through the the lens of the pastoral principles. We think that will give us um, the sort of environment of conversation which will allow a truly respectful encounter between people and views um, to happen. So we want to give proper space for the expression of Christianly um, reasoned arguments and positions expressed Christianly in faith and love. So these these partial principles are, are, are very key to this process. I, I would say, yeah, I would say they are. Um, they were a gift, really. I mean, the, the, the LLF team, we, we didn't devise them. They were devised by our sister body, the pastoral advisory group. But, 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 but we received them uh, uh, as, well, I suppose we felt we, were, we received them as sort of authentic because we were probably, I think, by that stage, already acting in that sort of way uh, and conversing in that sort of way. Uh, But it did um, ensure, uh, especially as we sort of move into, uh, as we began to design the the engagement process, um, and particularly the course, uh, it it, it did allow us to, um, well, as I say, to provide that sort of framework uh, within which these sorts of conversations can safely happen. Okay, I mean, I, I, I suppose 
Um, related to that, we are asking um, through this book um, the whole of the Church of England to, to form groups and discuss um, the most extraordinarily um, sensitive material. Um, and, and your group, uh, your series of groups, have had um, experience of this over the last three years. Have there been occasions when the conversation hasn't worked or you've had to stop anything or...? or, or there have been difficult moments. That's absolutely right. I do remember, I mean, there was one particular moment where I think we were, we were just too ambitious. We had um, uh, widened uh, the group. Um, I think this was the, it was a meeting where we had not only the coordinating group, we had members of the different working parties and the pastoral advisory group, plus at least one visitor who was joining us. And um, and we did run into some problems there, uh, undoubtedly. Uh, we were we were we were trying to be too ambitious in terms of the number of people we were gathering together and the sort of conversation we were wanting to have, trying to have, um, with a group that was effectively new. Okay, so, I, do, I mean, I don't want. I don't want you to, to reveal too much about that particular incident, but but what lesson do you draw from, from people who, who, who would be responsible for, for holding these sorts of groups? The necessity of building up a culture of trust and respect that allows people to be honest and true to themselves. Okay. And, and key elements of that? Key elements of that, I think, are, um, well, as I say, underlying that are these pastoral principles of acknowledging our prejudices, casting out fear, addressing ignorance, admitting hypocrisy, speaking into oppressive silence, paying attention to power. I think behind all of that is a, is a deep and true listening. And so you'll see in the course that we've we've um, given people an opportunity just to sort of test out their listening with each other. Um, so uh, I, I, I think a, a combination of honesty and humility, honesty about ourselves and what we believe, that's really important. But that can only work, I think, if there is a genuine humility in which we recognize that the person we're speaking to is another um, follower of Jesus Christ, who is seeking to live out his or her discipleship and reaching after a holy life. We are all trying to, to do that uh, together. And we might have different uh, views about what constitutes a holy life. But I think if we can be honest with each other in such a way that we are also humble with each other I, I, that that's what i've seen working okay okay um uh, and, and another topic just quickly now um um i hadn't counted them up but i've just heard that um two-thirds of the um encounters that are related in the book are, are with um same-sex people um as i understand it um what do you say to the the, the um, criticism that you're letting heterosexuals off the hook somewhat with this? That constantly going back to same-sex relations, which is admittedly part of your brief, um, nonetheless, over 480 pages, 
one might have expected more to be explored about the nature of marriage, the, the nature of divorce, um, the some of the behaviours of promiscuity, some of the behaviours of heterosexual people, uh, which are, are touched upon, but maybe not in the depths that they require. You're at, it is, living in love and faith is seeking to address us all. There are no them and us's. Um, we are all um, bound up in relationships of one sort or another. And the call to all of us to live holy lives is, is 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 the case um i think well we've certainly had to work hard at, at, at ensuring that we're not um and i think this has been one of the keys to the project that we're not just looking at single issues as it were we're trying to put it into the we're trying we're trying to look at the whole um framework of relationships so i hope there is uh, quite a lot in the book uh, that um, speaks to uh, heterosexual life and heterosexual uh, ethical life. For example, there is uh, a substantial chapter on the doctrine of marriage. Um, and I think, I hope there's a lot uh, for heterosexual people who are married uh, to learn from that as we dig into the riches of our received doctrine of marriage. There's a fair bit on the, uh, the danger, the prevalence and dangers of pornography. There's a fair bit on family life. I sort of wish there had been more on family life. Thank you, um, Bishop Christopher. I, I'm, I'm aware that you've got plenty to, to get through still. So I'm, I'm, let's leave it at that, but thank you very Thanks, much. Thanks, Paul, thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Church Times podcast. You can find more news, analysis, comment and book reviews on our website, churchtimes.co.uk. If you are not yet a subscriber to the Church Times, you can try your first 10 issues for just £10. You'll get the paper delivered to your door every Friday, plus full access to our website and digital archive. Go to churchtimes.co.uk forward slash subscribe to find out more. The music for this podcast was provided by Sought After Sounds. Tune in next Friday for the next episode.